Stay your name, sailor. Wakeman. William Wakeman. Is that Blakeman or Wakeman? Uh, Wakeman. W-A-K-E. Oh, learned man. He knows his letters, I see. Well, you know. We shall need someone to read to me in the evenings, lad. Well, you might, you might get lucky. Do you have fresh shag on you? What was that? Do you have fresh shag on you? Uh, well, uh, d- tobacco. Not, not, uh, not, not that I know of. No, um, but I can. Um... Do you not smoke? Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a smoking man. No. <laughs> well, all the more for me. Find other ways to destroy myself. Is that right? Well, is it to be any self-destruction on the end? I hope you'll keep it to yourself. Well, my name's Erskine. And I'm the warden of this island, Griffin Island. Right. And I'm to make an official register of your presence upon it. You're to sign here and here. That's right. And declare yourself a member of this three-man watch. Right. To look over this wheel station being prepared for development by the Cumberland Company. Remind me, is it the 25th of May? No, no. It's the 24th, I believe. You're a little bit ahead. Ah, of course. The 24th of May. And what year? The, the, the year 1905. No? Aye, 1905. For the record, do you understand? You're trying to treat yeah. me here, yeah, yeah. Will, will you have a tot of rum? I'll have rum, yeah. No tricks? No, no, no tricks here. Let me give me a tot. It's just the three of us. You'll, you'll meet the keeper of the, uh, of the whale house soon. He's, he'll be back down. He said he wanted to look at the light. Said something about, you must let the light in. I didn't have a clue what he was on about. Cornish man. Right. Head made of tin, if you ask me. Right. Give me the rum. 24th. 24th, yes. May. 05. 1905. Yes. State your purpose upon the island. I'm a, I'm a carpenter. I'm, I'm here to, to preserve, to, to help do within reason. Whatever you'll have me do. A biddable. I like that. Now, I'm not in charge according to the Navy, but I am in charge according to the Cumberland Company, which means if you don't rub me up the wrong way, I won't rub you up the wrong way. I'm with you. I'm with you. And preferably from me, no rubbing of anyone at any time. Yes, well, I'm... I'm I can't speak for the man on the hill there. I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. We'll, we'll see what the man on the hill says, but... Uh, <sighs> The sacrificial lamb was the dreamer. What was that on the wind? Did you hear something on the wind? Something, something, uh, no. Let's, let's move on. Lo- longest, um, longest haul you've made at sea, sir? Eight months. Oh, then you're well prepared for the mere six that we have together. She's a good ship, the Griffin. She'll keep us safe in these waters so long as we keep her safe. Oh, and you've no need to worry, son. I'm perfectly aware that the island is not a ship, but I'll treat her like one. And I'd advise you to do the same, for we're held between this point here, our poop deck, as it were, and the wading station being built out there. You're in charge of looking over the timber and the wood, and I'll be in charge of making sure this fine cabin stays ship-shape. Keeping us all in check and in order. And Mr. Sleep up there, that's his name, believe it or not. John Sleep. (laughs) He'll be in charge of keeping the pilot light going. Don't go thinking for a moment that we have a lighthouse here. No such thing. But we'll keep a pilot for the rocks in case of ships approaching harbour. And we'll have a cosy old time of it. An Antarctic winter, such as it is. Welcome aboard, Mr. Wakeman. Welcome aboard. The Apocalypse Players present Trail of the Loathsome Slime A second edition Call of Cthulhu scenario by Marcus L. Rowland Adapted for 7th edition by Joseph Chance 
Starring Dominic Allen as Barney Basker, the documentary maker. After this startling and unexpected spurt of violence, the majority of the team have headed to the bridge to intercept what is clearly some kind of fevered mutiny. Dan Wheeler as Johnny McCutcheon, the ornithologist. I'm just, I'm just saying, no, it's none of my business, huh? but I heard like that sounded like a thump and a run, like maybe someone had, uh, like maybe some kind of scuffle, huh? but it's none of my business, I just thought I'd let you know. Special guest starring Mark Meir as Pascal Giraud, the pilot. Dalton, Dalton, uh, he has gone, uh, how you say, barking man, eh? Okay, well, I reckon I will stick him with a knife, right? And special guest starring Adam Megiddo as Danny Cook, the photographer. I've been everywhere, to tell you the truth, you know. I've done wildlife, I've done war zones, I've done everything, I'm looking for something. And I t- actually, to tell you the truth, best gig I ever had was a week in Antigua with Sam Fox and Linda Lou Sardi. But the wife was steaming, she wouldn't speak to me for a week when I come back. With Jeannie Spark as Dr. Rosa Thomas Dalton, PhD, the researcher. It, it makes me feel the further we come away from civilization, uh, uh, the more I sympathize with the, the people who sailed here before us. Well, just imagine that those penguins will have seen those ships. God, if only they could talk. <laughs> what, what might they tell us? What, what would they say? Danan McAleer as Edwin Crow. The independent security contractor. Anything hard I've got on my person. I want anything solid and I just want to jam it into his throat. I know how to end a fight quickly. And Joseph Chance as your keeper of the arcane law. And you can hear yells and, and clangs and, and running and there's all these other battles going on, you, you realise, on the ship. <laughs> and, it, you, you know, it's not a mutiny. The two of you are fairly convinced in that moment. I think all of you in this moment are convinced it's not a mutiny. It could be an outbreak. Dr Patterson goes over to you, Basker, mm. and says, Oh my God, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. He stabbed me with that hook. And, and she sort of shows you... She's wearing a bright pink jumpsuit with white lines. Um, she's in her 30s. And she shows you this sort of bloody gash. My God. In a midriff. I don't know if he, It's Dr. Singh. Where's Dr. Singh? No, speak slower. Speak slower. Calmer. Clearer. Can you say that all again, please? Do, Dr. <laughs> Singh, I've, I've been hit in... And then she realises what you're doing and she sort of flails at Careful. the thing. But she misses. And she sinks to her knees and goes... For God's sake, man. Christ's sake. Yes, all right. I'm injured. Yes, yes. There's a lot going on. Uh, doctor? <laughs> Seeing if I've got any first aid. So, where Dr. Singh is, who you also have dinner with at the captain's table, she's, uh, she's in her late 20s, very beautiful British-Asian woman, very skilled doctor, clearly here for the challenge. Not too sure where she's at. She isn't always the earliest of risers. So she could even be in her cabin. Although you would have thought with all of this noise and, and being thrown around. Mm. Are you going to administer any first aid, Basker, or well, that, are you... That's, that's what I'm going to attempt to do, yeah. yeah. I'm not, it's not my forte, um, sure. but I'll give it a go. Show me where it hurts. Uh, it hurts there, doesn't it? That hurts, doesn't it? Oh, that, that hurts! Oh, no. <laughs> that's a 68 on a 30. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a mess. She's got, she's got all these thick thermals on. You can't feel it under it. And, uh, <laughs> I just end up... Stripping it back. And <laughs> I just end up... She's trying to make... Pressing her, <laughs> groping her. Yeah. yeah. And then I realise what's happening. I become mortified. <laughs> uh, no, not there. It's a bit of a mess. Oh. Now... Oh, God. Now, Rosa Dalton, in that... Rosa Thomas Dalton, in that moment... I'm kind of going to give you two, one of two options to choose from. You can either sort of be ready with your flare gun. Mm-hmm. By the way, the door is open here on this side, directly below the windows of the bridge, facing front. The door is swung open. Door with stairs, presumably. Well, actually, it's a, it immediately goes into a U-shape, round, and then you can get to the stairs that go up. 
or you can sort of gain access to the bridge, but also you could gain access to the captain's cabin. Mm-hmm. But you could also gain access to the below decks. Mm-hmm. Skeleton key of doorways. Um, it's a corridor, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you can either train your flare gun on that, mm-hmm. or you could physically move somewhere else. Maybe view the other side, maybe view the starboard side of the ship, or you could duck back towards the door. That's giving you three options. Uh, but because you, all you did was catch up, I'll give you that. Before we move to Danny Cook yeah. and Johnny McCutcheon. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'd train my gun on the door and maybe move towards it. Yeah, take a few paces towards it so it's an even closer shot. Because at the moment we're all just out in the open air. It's, this is this is yeah. kind of ridiculous. I mean, obviously going and the sh- and the ship is lurching around and going very very fast towards the yeah. bay. I don't want to be on deck when this happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. So yeah, I think I think train it on the door and start heading towards the door if possible. Yeah. To give ourselves some options. Danny Cook and uh, Johnny McCutcheon, you do hear what the hell is going on from below decks, and it's uh, not as, it's not as masculine and pathetic as that. It's the voice of Doctor Singh. <laughs> What's going on up there? I mean, I'm pelting it down to the trying to get to the bridge. Uh, yeah. So so you're going to go up to the bridge. Up to the bridge, okay. So, so we've entered a door with a stairway that goes up and one that goes down. Yeah. Up to the bridge, down to the... Yeah, one goes up, one goes down, and there's a corridor that goes round as well. Um, I might yell down to the doctor and say, uh, Get up here now, there's, uh, there's uh, something strange going on, there's a lot of uh, people sick, violence. Get up here now, doctor. And then just run up the stairs following Cook. You, you hear a sort of... What do you What do you mean? I don't understand. Followed by a yell from below decks. Oh, oh god! And then you hear her scream, but it sounds like it's the scream of someone kind of spotting something and being horrified. Scream! I won't try and do that on the old audio. So you rush up. The top deck leads to the radio to the left, bridge to the right. You can go past the radio room to the captain's cabin. Directly in front of the closed door to the bridge is the body of a man, a crewman. The radio door is open. The captain's uh, quarters are closed. The body in front of the door... Oh, is the other deckhand? Oh, yeah. It's Richard Gifford. Never heard of him. Richie. The other deckhand, and is now dead. Not Richie! Fuck. Which leaves only one other deckhand left. Ahmed Patel. Okay. Run out of deckhands very fast. Uh, is there anything... Uh, does he have any kind of weapon on him? There is a crowbar. No, is it a crowbar? It's an iron bar by his head. And it may have been that that caved his head in. Mm-hmm. Oh. Grim. I, I, I'm not thinking clearly. I just pick it up and try and get into the bridge. Yeah. I grab it and try and get into the bridge. So, yeah. it appears to be locked. And you can hear frantic thrashing around inside and clangs. And, and you can hear a muffled voice. And then a scream. Yeah! And the door's locked, presumably from the other side. Presumably from the inside. Uh, Obviously the bridge is capable of doing that. Not all of them are. And we can't force it between us with a crowbar? Um, is it, was it you say it was crowbar? You, or could, try, you could try using the metal bar to... to, to Try and maybe force the mechanism on the other side. Maybe might might work. Yeah, try it. Try it. Let's try it. Could we do a combined strength roll on that, or something? McCutcheon, can you roll luck? Sure. I'm unlucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you look down at this, the smashed in, caved in side of this guy's face, <laughs> uh, and you you were playing chess against him a couple of days ago. No. Um, could you give me a sanity roll? Yeah. I do play chess. I'd forgotten that, but you're right, of course. It's the 80s, we all play chess. Oh, yeah, that's just a pass on... You feel that, you feel that cognac burning at the top of your throat, but you, you master yourself, and then you focus on the... So, combined strength check. Oh, well, I'm going to the old, I'm going to the old uh, third edition rules here. Wait, I can do the mental... I can, I can see the map. So for every five strength that you are... Oh, no, we don't have to do that anymore, do we? Um, <laughs> you, what's your strength between the two of you? What's your thacker? 
Mine's <laughs> roll, roll taco. Mine's fifty-five. Mine's forty-five. Do we just both both roll? So, See if one of us. Uh, uh, you roll. We both rolling here. Yeah. Forty-nine. It's a pass, but not a hard. Yeah, I think I was probably looking for a hard. My, mine's a fail. Um, possibly a combined one, I think. So, yeah, the, the door, it groans, and you can feel that you're making some progress, and then you realise that you're both bending at your bar slightly and potentially just bend, just bending the bar of the mechanism rather than actually turning it. Mm. Uh, and then you hear this sort of thud, and, and then there's a sudden change of speed, and you didn't think the ship could go any faster... But now it's going crazily fast, and you're you're Gosh. you're thrown initially against the, the the metal door, and then kind of fall backwards. But you you, you don't hurt yourselves. Um, I am. Um, if it's all right to have, be able to say something before you move to someone else, definitely, definitely. I turn to Cook and because I've seen him in I've seen him in the helicopter, just having a little play around. I say, um, how many people can fit fit in that chopper, Cook? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. You get us all in there and f- f- fly us to the island? I reckon we can only get a couple in the chopper. It looks like it's a two-man vehicle. If we can't get this door open, then we've got to jump ship. And we don't have long. You, you hear running from the steps down below. Um, very, very swift. Oh. Do you know how to work the radio? Oh, reckon I can work out a two-way radio, huh? I, I get my knife out just sort of when I hear the run- do you hear that running up the steps Danny is that you and it's it's seeing again she's at the bottom of the, st- of the stairs looking frantic there's blood in her face um, I gesture for her to come up she uh, um, yeah roll luck <laughs> yes uh, um, hard success yeah I, th- I, th- I think you've got the you've got the thing in your hand but there's no blood on your face so it doesn't, you don't look manic. And she goes, oh, thank God. Uh, and she sort of runs up the steps. Says, I th- I th- and as she runs up, she says, I think I, think I might have... I think I might have just killed one of the engineers. What's going on down there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is it rabies? I, it can't be rabies. It doesn't make any sense. He was foaming at the mouth. And we'll cut away from that f- fraught uh, convention. <laughs> Not a convention. You know what I mean. Uh... To uh, Dalton, it's just as well that you've got your your gun trained. Uh, just because just as you're about to relax, you see the figure of Ericsson, the first mate, coming out. He's got his guitar, which is broken and covered in blood, uh, or at least you think it's his guitar. You're pretty sure it's his guitar, and he comes out with that in one hand, um, uh, and a frying pan in the other. <laughs> Uh, he's got no shirt on, and he's smeared in blood. He's, got, he's a very handsome man. Even more so now. Well put together. <laughs> been, been working out, clearly. And he stands there like, like a kind of crazed Viking. He has no beard, but he has this sort of swept-back, leonine hair. Uh, and this is the man who sort of led so many good songs in the kind of quieter moments where you were not wanting to run to the head. Lovely singing voice. And he's, he's such a charming fellow. And he's got this blue streak running down his chest. And he sort of raises these two... Th- two improvised weapons up and, and yell screams like a Viking. Yeah! Do you shoot him in that moment? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. More out of reflex than intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've made it sound like it's statuesque and like Clive Standen is playing it, but he isn't. It's, he just, he's blonde as well. Brilliant. Uh, how, how close range am I? Uh, you're close, you're close enough to give you a bonus die. Woohoo, that's good. Which you'll need with your mm-hmm. handgun firearms. Yeah. yeah. And if you roll a if you roll a 95, do tell me. 95 or above. <laughs> okay. No, I failed it. Failed failed both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean obviously it's a hard thing shooting a man. First time you've ever tried. Yep. Yeah, the good sense to, to at least take aim. But this, this flare, it, obviously it's hard to shoot them. And although you, you're pretty sure that you fired at the right angle and, and height, but it just sort of veers up as it fires and this, and this flare goes up and over and, and kind of perversely ends up going through the door into the bridge behind him and it 
it lights amazingly behind, but but conveniently into the metal, so unlikely. It might burn the floor a bit. Uh, and it's this bright pink phosphorus flare smashes into the and everybody you will look at this kind of horrific moment and, and he's wildly lit as he comes out <laughs> and entirely unintentionally um, coincidentally perhaps there's this wonderful sense of the kind of blue of the of the ship's painted deck uh, and the white of the of the bridge's tower and then there's this intense pink reflecting off the surfaces of things and off Ericsson himself giving him this sort of end of days like a warrior touched by cosmic otherworldly powers in that moment that I think everybody on deck spots it and is and, and it just heightens the senses to see this sort of neon pink blue white tinged figure out of history stepping into the violence and that's the point where everybody jerks and sways and, and get th- gets thrown forward by the intense increase in speed. And he hurls the frying pan at Giraud and completely misses. And it goes sailing straight off. It was a massive throw. It goes straight off the front of the ship, uh, kind of whistling past. Uh, and then he starts spinning this, uh, this guitar as he charges at Crow and misses. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to fight back or dodge? Uh, fight back. Should, I should have asked you to declare, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Since he misses, I think I'll fight yeah, back, yeah, but uh, yeah. I probably would have done it anyway. Yeah. Um, so he's sort of swinging this... Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, yeah, well, it's the remains of a guitar, but it's quite a hefty, yeah. well-made guitar. Okay. And very sharp, broken, jagged bits on it. I've had time to focus, and I've had the jolts of the ship to sort of tell me that... Uh, you know, I realise we're in a dangerous situation here, so uh, this needs to be put down as quickly as possible. So I return to my first instinct as soon as uh, the chef busts out the door, which is I want to put my hands on his shoulders and just headbutt him. Go for the headbutt again. Nice. Yeah. I feel like I've had time to warm up to it this time. Um, so I'll roll a roll a brawl. Yeah. Fuck's sake, 76. <sighs> Fucked it. I mean, it's, you know, he's swung this thing at you and you try and, you try and clock him, but yeah. he's, 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 he's moving, the ship's moving. Uh, you kind of, I think you're in a kind of a bit of a wrestle and then you kind of break apart, yeah. which is enough for, it's enough for Giro to be able to intercede if, if he wants to. It's a proper Hemel Hempstead Weatherspoons fight. Uh, I mean, Basque is getting an amazing shot of this. I mean, this, this neon lit. He's <laughs> suddenly gone very. Yeah. <laughs> we were in. We were in firm. Well, we've gone very John Carpenter now. Very John. Yeah. Carpenter. <laughs> With that neon pink and the neon pink of the jumpsuits picking out the reflection. In fact, I think as I as I do it, I probably shout, "Juro, get this bastard!" And then, sort of nudges <laughs> collarbone with my forehead. Really well, maybe you sort of push him back a bit, it's almost into the line of Giraud waiting there. Just give him a little, yeah, a little nuzzle. Well, I reckon I will try to get the bastard. Huh? <laughs> Is it my goal? I mean, of all the people on deck, of all the people you've met on this journey, Ericsson's the nicest guy. He's yeah. just an, Ahmed Patel's a really nice guy, but Ericsson's just—he's just a top bloke, <sighs> a good egg. Sorry, Ericsson. A bonhomme. <laughs> <laughs> and I will actually like use one hand, grab him, and then just try to get the knife in right into his neck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ruthless. So that'll be... Oh, I've got a knife skill. Proper. That is... A, that's, a, that's a 12 on... Ooh. I believe that's a hard success. <laughs> no, an extreme success. It's an extreme. It's, yep. It is literally the extreme. Isn't it? Yeah. So that's an impale. Okay. So it's 2d6. No, it's one D, it's 6 plus 1d6. Okay. So 6 points plus whatever this is, uh, plus another 3, 9 points of damage. Okay, so yeah, you, you <laughs> sink into that lovely shoulder meat. Oh. And he sort of spasms slightly, sinks to one knee. He, he tries to flail the guitar around, 
you just hear this kind of weird whirring hum of strings through the air and then he drops the guitar and sort of begins to f- fall forward blood just pumping out of his back and his shoulders and you hear this kind of uh, uh, fucking hell Pascal I might knock him out not do him in yeah well I had this knife in my hand alright and as uh, as Giraud looks up he's probably covered in blood uh, he's just going to scream to the others the captain he has the keys to the armory you're right. I'm uh, glad to Do I see his, the captain's body from where I am? Not quite. I tell you what, I think Basca can. Okay, so I'd, I'll, I will shout that and then just a question. Uh, from where we are right now, what's closer, the captain's quarters or my cabin? Probably the captain's quarters, actually, yes. And is my cabin relatively close? You have to go, you have to go in and up and along. It's a bit of a 50-50, but also you don't know what's below deck, whereas there's, there's a lot more below deck. Okay, so I'm, I, obviously I've already done the action, so I, that's why I'm just shouting to somebody, the captain has the keys to the armory. Mm. But a very good reminder, because, <laughs> fuck, we need some weapons. As he hits the deck, there's a sort of gurgling sound. Do you think you might, hit, you think you might be hearing something like... Uh, Young and sweet, only seventeen. As he's lying on the floor, <laughs> and his, his eyes are sort of glazed over in this sort of weird <laughs> vision of delight that he's having in amongst his own blood. Sir, he's sort of start, he's starting he's starting to slide on it down down the deck. Is a uh, is he singing Abba? Sounds <laughs> like it. Dab him again, huh? Yeah, keep at him, lad. We have all become God's madmen. Uh, Basker, mm. that was pretty horrible. Mm. But you did see it decapitate his head. Mm. And I think you've paid your price. So there's a moment of, of hesitation, I'm sure. But would you like to do anything? Um, so you say I can see the captain's body at this... St- is he unconscious? Well, he's, he slid slightly further down onto the port side and had smacked his head on one of the little... Oh, yes, that was it, yeah. ...abutting bits of metal that support the, the barrier that runs through. Um, but I can hear Giraud calling about the keys. <laughs> well, I'm going to dash over there and frisk the captain's body. Yeah. Frisk it. Looking for the keys and anything else he happens to be carrying. So Schmidt is... is crawling over on hands and knees towards you <laughs> I don't understand this is terrible, the men are dead what are you doing, what's wrong with the captain we need to, listen to me we need to am I aware that people can't get into the bridge uh, are you are you aware that people I don't know how close I am to what's going on there uh, I d- no. you've heard nothing of that story fine um, they're, they're talking about the key to the armory yeah which is in the bridge. So I say, listen to me. All when we're close to the island now. It's not safe on this boat. We don't know who else has gone mad with whatever sickness they have. Some kind of poisoning, perhaps. We need to get yeah. everyone who's still sane onto the lifeboats, and we need to make a break for it right. to shore. Is there something wrong with the ship? There's something very wrong with the people on the ship. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, I'll help you. Yes, of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you're qu- you're quite right, Mr. Barney Basker. You're you're not mad, are you? No, I mad. Feel, I feel my head hurts because I just fell over. But let's find. Of course, the arm. Good, good. good thinking. And he's you've galvanised him, and he's. I mean, he's in his sixties, and and a true oh. academic. He's got the he's got the little goatee, swept back hair. Oh right, yeah. Um, steely grey eyes, but he's he's in the game now. He's in the game. Yes, let's stick together, eh? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, Wonderful. So the, uh, the let's, captain's we'll unconscious. The... You search, and you do find a, a, a bundle of keys. And while we're searching, I'll say to him, "We'll get we'll get whatever we can can in terms of weapons. Then we need to make sure we've only got non nutcases on the lifeboats." <laughs> yeah, nutcases. Oh, yeah. Of course, I understand. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Good. <laughs> non nutcase. You can say that because it's nineteen eighty four. Absolutely. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, they are, I mean, 
They're definitely not cases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you, are you going to head back to the group, or are you going to... Because you're now quite close to the um, side entrance, the port side entrance to the, uh, to the main cabins. Would you, are you going to head back to the group, or are you going to make your own way? When you say the group, which group do you mean? The security team of Zero, Crow, Dalton. Oh, yeah, feel safer with them. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> you'll dash back. No offense. Yeah. So you're dashing back to those guys. Crow, you got some action. And I've got, I've got the keys. Got the keys, important. And you've got Schmidt. All, all in all, good points for the team. Zero's there. Uh, so it's uh, Dalton. There is a convenient double barrel underneath the barrel that contains two more flare. Rounds. Oh, Boomtown. So <laughs> I'll just remind you that that's there. Thank you. You can't fire all three at once, obviously. But obviously, if you do fumble, that's part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> McCutcheon, Cook, and Singh, Dr. Singh, Patricia Singh, Patty. There's, there's three of you there, and she, she says, so, so you, you can't get in, even with that. She looks at this bent piece of metal. Not bent, but, like, dented piece of metal. No, we can't. Do you know another way in there? Fuck. Fuck. Uh, maybe round the outside. Can, you can climb round, can't you? Oh, Jesus. As, as the ship lists. Stop in Nora, when? I, I'm quite small. Right. I'm quite good at climbing. I could try it. And then you get this weird glint in her eye. You see. No, you're all right, Don, and you're a fucking doctor. Keep your bag handy, and I'll try and find a way to do what you Yeah, that's right. We might, we're going to need you. There's a lot of injured people down there. Uh, I'll give it a go. I'm not, not bad at I've done a bit of climbing. I think it's um, th- in the radio room. I seem to remember Ms. Mr. Nielsen showed me, uh, and he, she goes over to the door, looks in, goes visibly pale... <laughs> Steps back, and you see she's trying to master it, but she just starts throwing up. Uh, back over the banister. Not on you guys. Let's go into that radio room and see what's going on. Yeah. A lot of vomit on this ship. Steal yourself. Let's do it. <laughs> so much sick. So much sick. So so the, it has been absolutely smashed to pieces. Uh, uh, clearly by an axe. She's vomiting because she loves radio equipment so much and she's devastated to see the damage that's been wrought. Such a brutality. The decapitated body of Roderick Nilsson. She's a techie. Oh, fuck. Uh, It is is draped across one side of it. But... But clearly one of the things that you missed about this was that the back side of the head had been removed and large bits of brain have been spattered all over things. Oh. Uh, so I'm afraid to say McCutcheon, I am going to have to ask for a sanity check. Yeah, it's about time I failed him. Because it is clearly, clearly grey matter. I'll stay again. Right, I think you're fine now. You're, you're, you're through all of that. Uh, but the, there's a horrible sinking sensation of the fact that the radio is completely smashed. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to try and focus here through all the chaos and just look around the room and try and do a spot hidden to see if I can see anything that is useful yeah. before we try moving around the side of the... Well, I mean, I will, t- I will tell you that there is a window which is uh, accessible. Um, okay. Uh, in terms of weapons, there's a pole uh, attached to the, the machinery that is used for um, protecting, was used for protecting a part of the radio, which you could snap off, which would be an improvised weapon, which would give you a, a plus one. But that's about it. The pole you have already is probably exactly the same. I've still got a knife in my hand. I'll uh, stick the bar that I've already got maybe in my belt or down the back of <laughs> somewhere. So I've got my hands full. I've still got my camera hanging around me. And we're going to, I think, go through the window and try and climb around okay so you you pop the window you pop the window and then could you could you give me a uh, a base climb roll uh, who, who's going first I'll go for it yep oh dear <laughs> <laughs> no not good 70 on a 30 okay well, well, first of all, would you like to push it? Or... If I push it, I'm... will I risk falling into the water? No, you've still got the rest of the port side deck beneath you. I mean, it's a long drop, so it's going to hurt if you fall. Sure. But you're not going to fall in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it stands, you're not 
going to drop because of that fail. All right, let's just push it. Oh! Could, can we see? Can we see how I get on first, and then you're not going to drop because of the fail? But I think you, you're going incredibly slowly, and you're sort of holding on, and it's it's very slow progress. I'm not really skilled in this, so I don't think I could could push it. So I'm just trying to hold on. In desperation, I, I'd allow it. But yeah, yeah. So, so you're holding on, but you've gone slow. Uh, and maybe I'd want a hard. You'd want a, a hard success on it, wouldn't you? If it's pushed. Uh, no, just a, just a pass would do. All right, let's go for it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to necessarily encourage this, but I'm happy to to go with what Dan has offered as McCutcheon kind of squeezes around past you. He can get past me or power to you, mate. Go for it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I'm in the way, I will try and get 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 moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of us have got to die before we reach the island. Maybe I say, "There's a foothold there. Just reach. Re- there's a foothold there. If you can, huh? Move your left foot. I grab it and put my foot in it." Well, that gives you an opportunity to, to go past him, McCutcheon, if you want to try. You'll you'll have to drop down slightly. Oh, okay. That was going to be my my offer for him pushing the roll, but I'll I'll, I'll just give my roll. See how. Okay. <laughs> I've also failed. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should say, give me a give me a leg up. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm going so for it now. Like I reckon maybe. Cookie's hand is like underneath my foot, so we've. Well, while well, I hold on, so we've we've both got a bit of extra reach, but in in a minute we're going to find out that we're holding onto each other and not the ship. <laughs> so, so we both rolled well, our pushed climbing rolls. It'd be like a Warner Brothers cartoon. You both look down yeah. and then look at each other. <laughs> well. <Wow. laughs> Uh, a te- I rolled a ten on a thirty. Wee. Oh well, you, you you're all right, but I fall to my doom. No. <laughs> um, so so as you give as you give the push up, Cookie, I think uh, I think Danny Danny Cook gives the push up, feels the, the the relief of the move, and you sort of see therefore that you can put your hand where his his foot um, <laughs> previously had been. But my foot but, needed but to be needed to be so you get there and you swing and you're on for a terrifying second you're on one hand holding on to this a kind of classic handle and then you kind of grab hold of one of the the bars that, that run around the the line as a line of the ship and you grab hold of that and you hear this ah and McCutcheon could you give me a dexterity check see this is where I just keep failing my rolls I was doing so well for the first sort of half an hour that's a fail on my deck <laughs> that's failing it's consistent fails Okay, right. So you um, you slip for a moment. You're holding onto the windowsill, and then you're you're slipping, you're you're slipping down. Oh, actually, how much did you fail by? Um, Eleven. Do you want to spend the luck? Because it is a, it's a ten foot drop, so it's good. This could hurt. Luck. Oh, um, I mean, it won't hurt that much. I doubt it's going to major wound you. Well, I mean, maybe uh, that that might be worth pushing that as well. Maybe as I fall, I. I am. Um, I grab my it's dexterity. You got quite good dexterity. Yeah, I do. So maybe as I as I feel myself slipping, I grab the knife that I've tucked into my belt, jam it, and try and use it as like a rudimentary sort of ice pick. Oh, I, I like it with your with your free hand because you uh, yeah. you've got yeah. you're gripping the edge of that thing, and then the free hand you sort of try and jab it Just into to try the and get some purchase. Sing looks at you in absolute horror. I you're doing failed. This. Fuck. <laughs> and you, and you hear her scream. <laughs> Yeah, as I, fa- as I fail. I yeah, and so the, the knife goes in, your hand slips off it, so you've lost the knife, and you fall back. It was covered in blood. Nice and slippy. And I will roll this one. It's not good, is it? Ten foot onto a steel deck. And you lose four hit points. It's the maximum you could have lost, I'm afraid. Oh, mate. Oh, crack. Um, oh. That's bad. I'm okay. Just wanted to see some penguins. Yeah. Crunch. <laughs> I was really here for the fulmers, to be honest. Yeah. Not even that into penguins, huh? Oh, God, wait till we f- see the fucking penguins. <laughs> Imagine the horrid language in which birds might converse. No, don't. Cook, you're, 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 you're back in the game. And could you give me a spot hidden... Uh, I'll need a hard... No. Yeah. Uh, so you you come around and you can see you can see through the windows as you're sort of desperately kind of it's really hard work getting around this. You're breathing hard 
and you're sort of, you, you both desperately want a cigarette and are regretting every cigarette you've ever had in that moment. And, and you're holding onto this ridge, uh, and then you see, the, you see the figure of Rothman swinging around in a life-or-death tussle with Bladesby, and, and then Bladesby sort of goes on top of him, and then first mate uh, Rothman pulls Bladesby's head back, and Rothman shoves something into his throat and pushes him back against the door. And you can hear this kind of blood-curdling scream. Christ. And then Blatheby drops. Um, and, and, and Rothman looks, sees you through the window, and goes, What the fuck? What the fuck? And kind of desperately opens the... Tries to scrabble around opening the window. So what the fuck is going on? And he, and he, he sort of reaches... Does he get the window open? He drops it and he reaches for you and he grabs your hand just as all of your strength is going. And, he, and he's sort of pulling you in and then he realises... The door! The door! He locked the door! Uh, so then he's sort of pull, pulling you in. You can see kind of <laughs> scratch marks on him and cut marks on him. Oh, dear. I uh, clamber in, and um, is he going to the door? Well, he's, he's, he's pulling he? you in. He's, he seems absolutely exhausted. And then he's, he, he, gets, he goes, get the door! Right. And then he, he dashes over to the, to the helm. Okay, good, because I don't know how to steer this thing. And, and you can see him sort of trying to adjust desperately. He limps a bit, and there's a, there's a heavy cut in his thigh, uh, and the place is wrecked. Um, there's, uh, there's dragged bloodstains here and there. Uh, and Hang on, how many more of these madmen are there, I say? Did you, I think I killed... I think, I think I killed him outside. Him? Yeah, um... The GM's briefly forgotten his name. What was his name? Shit. That geezer. Yeah. Jacobs or something. Gifford. I, I think I killed Gifford. Richard Gifford. All right. Do you know how to steer this thing? Yeah, I've got it. Wait, wait. Hold on. Brace, brace. And then he leans over and he presses the tannoy, but the tannoy seems to be broken. It's like the, the, the thing that it's broken. Not that. Just get the ship to safety, mate. Yell out the window. Uh, Yell out the window. Brace for impact. Brace for it. Yell out the window. I do so. I stick my head out the window and I shout, Brace! Hold fast! So could everybody give could everybody give me a luck check? Apart from Sianni Cook. Yeah. I mean, I'm... <coughs> I might still be on my back, winded, but... That counts as a luck check. Uh, succeed. <laughs> Oh dear. Is it 100? It's close enough. It's 99 on a 45, so that's a fumble. Shit. Shit. And you. And you were doing so well. I think probably in this moment, I think. Oh god, I wonder how much. I wonder how much uh, is left on this tape. I wonder if I need to change sides. And so I'm I'm fiddling with it. I'm taking it out and looking at the spool. (laughs) Just the right time. Uh, so did everybody else pass? We got a two on an eighty. Yeah. Yep. Good. Okay. So it's it's just Basker who. It's, some, it's probably <laughs> because he's so tall, and the fact that he's looking down at this tape as he's as he's changing it, at the perfect moment, the quiet within the storm. Uh, you hear the Basker. You hear the words. It's just that second too late. And you go what? Um, and you look up. Grace. I, I, Who's Grace? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many people on this ship. <laughs> we weren't given a full roster. I can't even check. I'm terrible with names. Yeah, yeah me too, as you know. Uh, so you look up and you see that you're much closer to the island than you'd quite realised. And then oh. suddenly there's this awful sound on the right side, on the starboard side of the ship. You know, the tearing of something. Oh, no. And, you know, you've seen a lot of charts. This, this is not supposed to be a problem on the approach to the harbour, which is directly ahead. And... Uh, that's actually um, the last thing you remember apart from being sort of thrown bodily forwards into the barrier and knocked briefly unconscious. Ugh. When I say that's the last thing you remember, that's the last thing that you consciously remember. Mm. Mm. Uh, the rest of you sort of managed to scrabble to hold on to something um, weirdly McCutcheon. For you, uh, your, your progress is slowed down by the, by the sheer weight of Brown's body slides past you that you kind of grab hold on to um, and it kind of slows you down and your progress across the ship 
Um, but the rest of you kind of probably run back to the bridge. You feel that dreadful listing to the right, and then the next thing you remember is a kind of awful, awful sensation of being thrown forwards, desperately trying to hold on, some of you losing your grip, sliding across the top of the ship, as you realise that you're beaching on a beach. But you have entered into the harbour successfully because you managed to reach Rothman in time, and you, you have landed the Epsilon Pioneer. Um, on Griffin Island. Boom. Now we go to Giro, uh, who's standing in front of the tilt of the angle of the platform for the launching of the Bell J47 Ranger, Hull 1 Navy class two-seater helicopter. Is it a perilously dangerous angle? At the moment, a launch of that, even as skilled as you are, would be an invitation to death. Could you give me an idea check? Uh, intelligence or? Yeah, intelligence. That's 22 on 65. Nice. Um, nice. But all it would take would be a little bit of jacking up. You could get the jack sets that are used for the snow track. And you could, you could manually, mm. with all four jacks, you could lift up one side of it and then that launch would be only be a 50-50 facing death experience <laughs> okay uh, your, kind, your kind of odds yeah, right, my Jim? kind of odds <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I do take note of that uh, more immediately who has the keys to the armory and the captain's quarters I'm saying that you stood there having you, you went over to Basker got the keys out of his cold unconscious hand oh right yes uh, and uh, and you and you've you've made your way to the back of the ship to check to see what the the helicopter situation was like sing is down there tending to the wounded um she's being aided by the american engineer head of the engineering team hey, i think we got another patient for you doctor uh, basker seems to have knocked himself out back there <laughs> she nods she nods and says, I'll get to him. Do I hear any more, like, there doesn't seem to be any more combat actually occurring within your shot, yes? In this moment, uh, I think all of the combat has stopped. Uh, and I'm just going to touch on everybody. Rosa Thomas Dalton had reloaded her, her flare gun. She has. Held on to the same bar that runs up to the very top of the bridge and enabled... Danny Cookie Cook to enter into the bridge in a heroic action just just in the nick of time ish. All that happened, it was very impressive. Uh, and you and and you're just caught by that that memory of the moment on the Tannoy. The the first time, the second time, it all felt so horrible that you could hear the battle. But the third time just seemed like it wasn't real to you. You can't shake it. It just... It didn't sound right. Mm. And that's what you're thinking in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edwin Crow, you, you... You've you've got a bit of first aid, and you're going around... You're, you're, yeah. You've, you're dragging the captain back uh, towards... Yeah. Trying to help her. Towards, towards the centre of the ship. Um, it is obviously he's yeah. lying on the st- on the port side, where he rolled over a bit. This is post collision. Post collision. It, it doesn't feel like the vessel's gonna. You've landed. It's, it's, it's dangerously other. tipped to the right, but it's, it's there's there's shouts. Seems stable. It's stable. Rothman says it's stable. Yeah. In which case, yeah, I'll be trying to administer first aid. You're, you're you're dragging, but also you're kind of taking stock of things. Yeah. And you realise that Ericsson's shirt is off and his jacket is off. And he would have had keys. Right. He would have had keys to the armory. Right. Uh, Who's had Ericsson's shirt off? Anyone take his jacket off him? Uh, well, you you saw him. You saw him come out naked. Ah, that's very true. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you shout. You shout it, and then you say, "Forget it." As you as you go into the through the door to the bridge. Yeah. And you track round a bit, and at the top of the cabins. Yeah. To below decks. You find it scattered there, and you find his keys, and you've got the key to the armory. Yeah, great. 
And also, well, I, I know this is a brief turn, but uh, no, go for it. it's my cabin right there, close by. Yes, and you duck down to your cabin. In which case, I'd root round in my hold all and find between my balled-up socks my matte black combat knife. You you have to climb over a dead crew member to get to your cabin. Of course I do. Not just a crew member, my roommate, <laughs> my bunkmate, I imagine. Uh, you do get... You, you, say, you yeah. do get... Um, uh, you do get to your own bunk. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. It's important. And I, I, I get to my bag and I pull out my combat knife, slide it down. Into the boot. Yeah, exactly. I head back up to the others. So, McCutcheon, you, you briefly phase out, but then you come back in again and you can hear crying and you can see Ahmed kneeling over another crewman called Peter Fowler, who he'd been close to and must have just been sort of swept along on the uh, 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 on the movement of the ship. And the engineer, Jones, is standing there looking... He looks a little lost, but he's sort of trying to help. You know Jones because he has dinner with you at the captain's table. But this young man, Fowler, he looks really bad. Sort of foaming at the mouth, and all this stuff is coming out of him. And Ahmed's hands are shaking, and he's going... I, I, he was fine a minute ago. What's happened to them? What's happened to everyone? Why has it happened to them? And he, he sort of looks to you as if you're going to be able to answer the question. Mm. Just, just stay away from him, huh? Some kind of contagion. Just stay away from the bodies. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. And uh, strictly, this is a little bit naughty, but, uh, Mc- yeah, actually, Dalton and McCutcheon, could you give me a listen check, just the two of you? Yes, that is... Oh, wait, lost it. A hard success. A hard success. Uh, and a 31 on 38. So the thing that you notice most of all is that you can't... You can only hear sound, the sound of waves. And both of you realise you should be able to hear the sound of thousands of penguins. Right. And I think, McCutcheon, you drag yourself over, sort of slightly dazed, and Ahmed's looking at Fowler, who appears to be dead. And Jones, the engineer, is trying to comfort him. And you get to the bar of the barrier of the ship, and you look over... And where there should be these hundreds of thousands of penguins, you can just see this weird, glistening tracks, thick smears of slime. Oh, God. Along, along the, the rocks past the beach. And they, they, appear to be, they appear to be glittering slightly. Where, where are the birds, Rosa? Where are the birds, huh? I don't understand it. They should be... This is... This is one of the major colony sites on the island. There should be hundreds, thousands of birds here. I don't understand. Look up. Are there any birds in the sky? You can't see any. But down down at the shoreline, you, you, you do think you see a few birds moving. You think you see a few penguins. Maybe ten, twenty is a hard, because like, you're, you're quite high up. And you, and you see one sort of look a little bit confused and sort of standing on a, on a rock as if it's almost, you know, it's a projection on your own part, almost as if it's looking for its fellow birds, as confu- almost as confused as you are. And then another one sort of just flops into the water and kind of swims around a bit and then dives and then shoots away in that graceful way that penguins suddenly become like wonderful, able, dynamic creatures of the deep. Mm. There's something very wrong here. This, this is not how it should be. Danny Cook, you're up there. Sing's gone down. Rothman's leaning, exhausted on the controls. Slumps back. He's, he's starting to patch his own wound on his arm and on his leg. And there's this sheared-off bit of metal that he'd used to kill Blathby, who's lying, his eyes fixed, and there's this sort of smear of blue foam across his face. I look out the window back down to see if I can see Johnny McCutcheon. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, you can. Is he conscious? Can I see yeah, what he's up to? He's leaning on the he's leaning on the bar heavily. He looks like he's hurt himself. He, in fact, you've just seen him limp over there, and he's looking around. I shout down, Johnny! I look, I look up. Give him thumbs up. You're right, comrade. <laughs> 
just uh, open my pack of fags and sort of slowly lift my arm up. He's, he's he smoked enough over the past six weeks. He deserves another one. <laughs> Offer him for him when he's when he when he comes down. There's a fag waiting for him. <laughs> I just I gesture like hold on one minute. I go I duck back in. I take a photo. I take a couple of photos of the corpse. Lovely, horrible. And then I look at Rothman. Rothman. Yeah. And I'm you know I'm I'm not completely at ease with this guy. I know it's sort of self defence in a way, but he's just stabbed a guy in the throat yeah 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 um i go and look at his wound see if there's anything i can do to help out yeah i mean it's uh first aid you could try and i'll try some try i'll try some it. i failed my first aid i stick him with a knife by mistake <laughs> no i mean like, you, you try to minister to him and he, and he yeah. says no. i know doc- I, go, I ain't a doctor all right i don't know what i'm doing i don't believe know what i'm doing I'll go. I'll go down and see. I'll go down and see Sin. It's all right. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Wait before you go. How many more of them were there? Like we were doing this mutiny. I think they all went mad. Yeah, how many of them? There's some. There was something in their mouths. I don't know. It's like were they? Was it rabies or something? Rabies. We've been on this boat six weeks, mate. Shit. I know. I know. What, shit. What was different? What was different? I don't know. It was blue in her mouth. Did yeah. you see it? Look at it. And he, and he sort of gets up and goes over and looks, and he and he and he get, grabs the guy by the mouth, and he, and you can sort of see a little bit of anger in him. He kind of holds it and goes, "I don't know. It was the, it was the same with Jackson Pollock out there." <laughs> <laughs> That's what we used to call him. It's just a joke between us, Jackson, Jackson Pollock. Doesn't seem funny now, does it? Looks like a Jackson Pollock now. The mess he's made of. Yeah, more like a Jackson Pollock on the wall. <laughs> isn't it? All right, you need to get yourself to the doctor. But he looks, at, he looks at you with real fear. It's absolutely genuine fear. And he says, Don't look at me like that. It'll make me scared and all. Just get yourself to a doctor, mate. Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, but he, he rushes over to the radio room, throws it open and goes, Oh, fuck. Fuck. We've got it. the lifeboats. The lifeboats. And then he starts, he's got his gammy leg, but he starts to run down uh, and, and dashes down onto deck, leaving you sort of ostensibly in that moment almost like the captain of the ship as you look out of the front windows and the bridge and you see and it's got this lovely 360 view as well so you can see that and then as you look back you see the sole figure of Pascal Giraud standing by the helicopter and he just takes out a cigarette <laughs> he lights it and and Giraud you've got the best view of the island and you see that the the cloud is lifting it's becoming wonderfully clear above. The morning, even a glint of sun is, is cold. Oh, oh, God. Don't look, Jeannie, don't look. That's Mark Mir lights a cigarette. Um, but, but you can see... You too see these sort of weird, glistening tracks going up the hillside. Thick wide, almost as if they're glittering, beckoning. A curious trail of slime. <laughs> a curious trail of slime. Fuck. And Basker, you have a dream, but we'll start with that next time. Oh. Didn't get off the ship, he was right. You were absolutely right. I knew it. Ah, but, you know. <laughs> right. Didn't get off the Fucking shit. Fair play, man. That's a, that's a lot of moving parts to keep track of. That's, uh... just wanted to see some penguins yeah crunch <laughs> I was really here for the fulmers to be honest yeah. not even that into penguins huh oh god wait till we f- see the fucking penguins
Erskine, what's, what's, what's the, lo- uh, the, the longest spell you've done on, on dry land? I wonder. Dry land? Since I've been employed by the company. 18 months. Mm. In South Georgia. Not bad. Uh, do you know, do you know Gritviken? Do I know Gritviken? Yes. That's a strange old spot, isn't it? Yes. I once met a lass in Gritviken. But that's a song for another time. Well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll hear the song at some point. In all seriousness, time. do you play? Do do I play? I, I I have a um, I have a musical ear, but I don't know. Is that a squeeze box you've got there? Yeah. Well, I, I I pick it up now and again, but you can't rely on me. Right. You understand what I mean? Well, you know, if it gets too cold, I won't be able to leave. So you know, keep it low. We won't. We won't disturb you. And you're sound of mind, are you? Hmm. I'm of sound mind. Tell me. What are your dreams like? Um, they vary. Aye, as a man should. Hmm. If you're dreaming the same thing all the time, well, that's a step away from the doors of madness. Do you have recurring dreams yourself? Oh, I Several. Some are unrepeatable, ironically. <laughs> oh, you got some wit. What do you make of your island here? You'll have to give me a little bit of time to decide, I think. What do you see? I see... Beauty... And desolation. My, will a stretch of heather will do that to a man? <laughs> Especially the heather I knew. Oh. Let's not get started on we'll that. Uh, we'll a, a stretch of heather we'll could do that for, to we'll a man be here every for day. Than, let's go back to dreams, shall we? Something, something a little bit more tangible. Oh, you said I was the witty one. Oh, touche. Do you think it's a madman's dream to build a wheeling station here? Ah. Not sure that there's a sane man I've ever met. Well, imagine the ships that must have come to this harbour. I wonder what they might have seen. Do you ever think about... Well, you know... The people who might have lived on islands like this. Just so happens I do. Who do you think resided here three, four hundred years ago? Mm, there's a question, isn't it? South Americans, one assumes. Yeah, you've got a learned man as well. Though I can't see, I can't see much in the way of evidence of it. No. But there's weird paths across the top of the hill leading down to that lake there. Hmm. Maybe you'll go and have a wander and and have a look for ancient arrowheads. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe something even more exotic than ancient arrowheads, eh? Maybe. Well, a pleasure to meet you, midshipman. Yes, my pleasure's all mine. Your bunk's on the left. Thank you. Mine's, uh, mine's on the right. And his is in the middle. <laughs> nice, nice, uh, tight sleeping arrangement we got, eh? Ooh. But a slim piece of wooden board between us each, Mr. Wakeman. Yeah, I know the drill. We'll rig up a few blankets, make it cosy and homely, just like your mammy would have liked. There's a shot of rum in half an hour, and I'll set the cannon for 6pm. Marvellous. Good to meet you. 